Welcome to the Mountain Park Church Podcast. We're excited to share this week's message with you. Our mission is to allow God to work in and through us, and we'd love to hear your story of how God has been working in or through you. Email us at mystory@mp.church and tell us how God has been working in and through you. The Holy Spirit, I was thinking about this not long ago. Um, in heaven, we're not going to know everything. Only God is omniscient. Only God knows everything. But the Holy Spirit is actually going to teach us for eternity deeper and deeper the character and nature of God. For, like, get that, for an eternity, He's going to be revealing to you and I more and more about the Father. And so he doesn't need to repeat great evenings and do the same thing over and over again. He's got something totally different and unique for you and I literally every day. And I just had this one central idea as I was just thinking about tonight. And that's that revival I believe revival isn't something that God just kind of plops down on us. Revival isn't something that God just sort of, you know, gets his heavenly watering can out and just sort of douses the flowers a bit. My wife keeps a watering can at the front door and it drives me crazy half the time. But Sometimes we picture God moving on us and in us kind of like God is this heavenly gardener and he just sort of just waters and and I just feel like the Holy Spirit was just has been challenging me in my own life that revival is not something that I place on you it's something that comes from in you. That revival is something I want you to provoke in your life. Revival is something I want you to carry. I want you to stir it. I want you to fan it. I want you to nurture it. I want you to prophesy to yourself, call it into being, that God isn't interested in just kind of pouring a bit of water on the flowers every now and then, but that he's interested in, in seeing a people who would fan and stoke and provoke a heart of revival for him a life of revival for him, that revival in his church and in his kingdom would spring out of our lives and impact the world around us. It was through the relationship that Jesus had with the Father that the kingdom of God expressed itself on the earth, that he walked in righteousness and authority. I was thinking about Daniel. I, since I was, can remember, have read kids' books on Daniel and I've loved the stories of Daniel's life. And it just occurred to me one day that Daniel's life wasn't this just 
constant succession of the powerful move of God over him. In fact, in Daniel 6, I'm going to find it here. In Daniel 6, he's in his later years of life. And again, with a new king, he's been challenged. He's been confronted by a new king. It says in Daniel 6.4, the or 6.3, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers because of Daniel's great ability. The king made plans to place him over the entire empire. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So they concluded, these other advisors, that they were going to trap him. Verse 10 when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, that no one could worship any other God than the king for 30 days. This is what Daniel did. And I believe that this is the heart of a revivalist. He went home and knelt down as usual. in his upstairs room with its window open. Toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he'd always done, giving thanks to his God. I've lived most of my life wanting to hit the grand slam for Jesus, wanting to walk on in the ninth inning basis loaded and just knock it out of the park every time. And for a lot of my life, I've, I've desired being in that place and said, God, would you use me in that way? Would you use me the way you use Daniel? Would you use me to confront the culture that you've placed me in? And would you use me, God, to, to bring uh, liberty and release to the captives? Would you use me, God, to hit a walk-off home run grand, grand slam? And I was reflecting on this, and I just felt like the Holy Spirit saying, I'm more interested in base hits than grand slams. I'm more interested in you getting on base every day than you striking out 99% of the time and just waiting your whole life for that big moment that you've been longing for. I'm more interested in you hitting a base hit on your knees at the window of your upstairs room facing Jerusalem, facing the promises of God, facing everything that you know that he has spoken over your life and over your future. The heart of God for Daniel was found in Jerusalem. That was the place of the presence of God, the center of the affection of God, the place of the promise of God for Daniel. 
And I just feel like God has been stirring me over these months to say, Andrew, stop trying to hit the grand slam and just start hitting base hits every day. That revival comes when, when you provoke yourself every morning to get up and get in my presence. When your life literally becomes a living sacrifice because you hate getting up that early. And you're exhausted and you're tired. And the only thing that will give you strength is my spirit. And I believe that God is wanting to raise up a new generation, not of people looking for a revival service, but people who are provoking the revival of the Holy Spirit in their lives and carrying the kingdom of God wherever they walk. That it's actually the body that he wants to activate. It's not a bunch of pastors on a stage somewhere. It's the body that he wants to stir to life again. To say it's you that I'm calling to provoke your spirit, to call it to attention, to provoke faithfulness in you and obedience in you, to provoke my righteousness in you. That's why we're doing this tonight. And this whole weekend, it's not because we believe that a service can change anything. This is born out of the fruit of saying, God, we're hungry for you. We're thirsty for you, Jesus. So I don't have a big complicated, hyped up message. I was trying to make one, but forget it. <laughs> I don't really have any tweetable quotes. <laughs> yeah. I just have a question. Are you willing to get up at bat every time and just make base hits? Are you willing to surrender the little things? Are you willing to give the everyday choices over to Jesus? Are you willing to stand in the gap for your family? When nobody's watching, when there's no hype or there's no amazing, glorious synth pad playing in your bathroom in the morning at five or whatever. There's other sounds in that. Anyway. If we're going to have the kingdom impact that we long to see in our generation. I believe when you look at scripture, it's those men and women who answered the call to stir revival in their selves. That vision that we read of Daniel's earlier 
chapter 7. The guy's in exile. (laughs) Going decades between sort of these powerful moments with God. Decades of faithfulness at his window every day. Decades of provoking the presence of God and stirring it and calling it into being. Decades. And then as this exile, marginalized and displaced, God begins to show up in that space and give him these visions that we're reading about thousands of years later. And get this, Daniel says that he just held on to them. He didn't even tell anyone about it at the time. But this man that God used so powerfully to literally change the course of kingdoms, Babylon, Assyria, Persia, influencing men and women at the highest levels, like the top men on the globe at the time. These moments came because he actually got to his knees in the gap. And when that time came, he was ready. He had been provoking and stirring the presence of God in his life. That when God said, I have an assignment for you, he was ready. So I think Jesus is looking for people who are willing to let that big vision, a grand vision of some great crazy assignment from God, just let it go and actually cultivate a heart of faithfulness and obedience just daily. It's out of that place that he's going to bring revival to your family. He's going to bring revival to our streets and our schools and our city halls. And Lord knows our churches need revival. And it's not going to come because there's some wicked, awesome pastors who preach really catchy messages. It's going to come when God's people answer his call to faithfully stoke and stir and provoke him to action in their life. People who aren't satisfied with what they see of him now or hear of him now. People who aren't satisfied with yesterday's manna. People who aren't satisfied with the drink they took last week. People who aren't satisfied to walk without his presence leading them every moment of the day. People who aren't satisfied to just know a little bit about him, but not walk with him. And so I just, I want to invite you to stand up. If that's you, if that's a desire of your heart, 
if you want to be known by God as somebody who's faithful, somebody who walks up and connects for a base hit, who's trustworthy. I just, I want to, let's just raise your hand. That's good. Jesus, I don't even know where to go from here, but you do. Holy Spirit, we invite your leadership. We invite your revelation. Father, for every hand that's raised, mine included. Father, I ask that you would bring revival to our homes, that you would bring revival to your body, that your bride would experience renewal, that she would stand up in dignity and authority, her clothes washed white with the blood of Jesus, walking, walking behind her Savior, her lover, her Father, walking toward the destiny that you've called her to. Father, we ask that you wouldn't just stir revival on a few pulpits here and there, but that you would stir and provoke revival in the heart of your people. God, it's our desire to be faithful and obedient. It's our desire, God, to hunger and thirst after you. It's our desire to be satisfied by you. Father, we turn over every desire of our heart to you. God, the ones that are honorable and worthy and the ones that grieve you, we turn all of our desires over to you. And we ask, Jesus, that you would be the desire of our heart, that you would be our soul's sufficiency. Father, your word says that you are the strength of our heart. Father, I pray tonight for those who are weary. Father, that you would give them strength. We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you heard today and that you're willing to allow God to work in and through your life in bigger ways this week. We'd love to stay connected with you on social media, facebook.com slash mountainparkchurch and instagram.com slash mountainparkchurch. Finally, if you have a story of how God has been working in and through you, we'd love to hear it. Just email us at mystory@mp.church and tell us how God has been working in your life lately.